quiet Vancouver. Jeff Patterson here. Happy hockey season, everybody, as Young Stars starts this weekend in Penticton, so we've officially officially made it through the offseason. Rinkwide Vancouver, a presentation, as always, of Bodog, Canada's choice for casino games, poker tips, and sports odds. Busy show for you. In a moment, you're going to hear the one-on-one interview that I did with Connor Garland out at UBC this week. We get into his offseason, which included a couple of hockey weddings. One was his, and one was his best friend and fellow NHLers, so you're going to have to hang on for that. Uh, we talk about his experience at the Worlds last spring, representing Team USA... I get his thoughts on the OEL buyout. Of course, Garland has had OEL as a teammate in every one of his NHL seasons to this point, but uh, that won't be the case this time around as OEL was bought out and is now a member of the Florida Panthers. So uh, we'll get into a number of topics with him. Also, the fact that this is year number three now, and really when you think of Connor Garland and his time in Vancouver, like he and others have had to endure a ton of off-ice distractions. Uh, three head coaches, two general managers, the trading of Captain Bo Horvat last year. Just an awful lot of organizational instability. And keep in mind, this is a guy that knows a thing or two about organizational instability after breaking into the NHL with the Arizona Coyotes. So a wide-ranging interview with Connor Garland. That's coming up in a couple of moments. Later on, you're going to hear from newcomer Ian Cole, who has joined the group for pre-camp skates out of UBC. And you're going to hear from Brock Besser and his reaction to Quinn Hughes being named captain earlier in the week. We'll get to Garland in a moment, but since our last show, the Canucks have announced their Young Stars roster. 27 players heading to Penticton this weekend. Four of them played in the NHL last season. Atu Ratu, Aiden McDonough, Akito Hirose, and Cole McWard. You'd like to think that those guys might stand out, should stand out at a prospects tournament like this one. Uh, Canucks roster also includes a bunch of guys that played in Abbotsford last year, like Arshdi Baines and Danila Klimovich. Philip Johansson, not your usual prospect, but a former NHL first-rounder who's played three years in the Swedish Hockey League, signed with the Canucks last summer, came over, got in a couple of games in Abbotsford in the playoffs late last season, and they're going to start his season in Penticton at Young Stars. Again, a player that you know has seasoning and polish should uh, set him apart from many of the participants in a showcase like this weekend. Josh Bloom was picked up from Buffalo for Riley Stillman. He's intriguing to me. As is big goalie Nikita Tolapilo, one of three netminders the Canucks will run out this weekend at the South Okanagan Event Center. Rinkwide's going to be there. We'll provide all sorts of updates on all of our social feeds, so make sure you're following us at Rinkwide Vancouver. We won't have post-game pods like we do in the regular season, but and I've had people ask me that too. Yeah, Rinkwide Vancouver, we've undergone some changes, but uh, nothing will change when it comes to post-game coverage. Uh, starting in the preseason, and then once the puck drops October 11th, uh, the Canucks and the Edmonton Oilers will be there for you post-game each and every night right here on Rinkwide Vancouver. So obviously counting down to the start of uh, the games, uh, even the preseason. Preseason is great because there's always so much to digest on a post-game pod like that, and then uh, first of 82 in the regular season. Young Stars this weekend. Main training camp goes next weekend in Victoria. The preseason begins September 24th in Calgary. All right, almost all the Canucks regulars have assembled in town now. Ilya Mikheyev is really the only one that hasn't been taking part in pre-camp skates with the group out at UBC. Certainly a situation to monitor heading to camp next week. Connor Garland's out there. He's back for his third season as a Canuck. 19 goals in his first season in Vancouver. 17 last year. That total boosted a little bit by a hat-trick on the final night of the regular season in Arizona against his former team. 
had a chance to catch up with the shifty winger after a skate at UBC this week, and we started the conversation talking about his offseason that included a busy wedding week in the Boston area. Yeah, I had a nice uh, back-to-back week. Uh, my best friend, Ryan, and I all got married the weekend before, and uh, we are obviously grew up with each other, and uh, we've been a couple friends for seven years or so, so... Uh, it's been, uh, it was a great, great little thing having his Saturday followed up by mine Saturday. Both of us were in it. So both of them were in mass too. So it was a good time. Had, uh, you know, my best friends from Arizona in and, uh, you know, Bowie came in, P. Huggy came in as well. So it was a good day. We golfed, we fished, and then we got married at four. So it was a, uh, it was a great day. You get a honeymoon in? No, no. We went to Worlds. Uh, she came with me. So we were overseas for a little bit. Um, and, uh, we're both homebodies. We both like to stay home, uh, do our stuff at the house, hang out, you know, watch our movies and, uh, we're not big travelers, so I don't think we ever will, but, you know, we do enough together where we have a good time. You mentioned the worlds. There are a lot of guys that find reasons not to go. Uh, what was it about the experience and ultimately, uh, how did you enjoy your time in, uh, in Latvia and Finland? Well, you know, my job's to play hockey and anytime I get a chance to I will uh, I was fortunate to get asked this year and there's gonna be a time when I'm you know 36 37 where I'd love to get asked and I won't so I'll go whenever I have an opportunity and if I get asked I'll go and we had a great time we had about five NHL guys and the rest were college kids so cool experience for me it's just to kind of be a leader on that group be one of the older guys how to deal with the young kids not just like the 22 23 year olds you know the 18 19 who uh, were freshmen in college, still doing classes, you know, while we were having dinner. So it was uh, it was really cool. A lot of Boston kids that go to school at BCBU that I got in Harvard got to stay in touch with them, see them in the summer. So I had a great time. Wish we would have done better, but lost in overtime in the semis, so it was tough. But uh, you know, hopefully, I don't have too many more opportunities to go there. I'd love to make some deep runs here, but uh, it is always a pleasure to represent your country yeah you talked about the bronze medal game i mean it became one of the real stories latvia yeah. and their first ever medal yeah. and Artie doing his part uh, you guys on speaking terms yeah it was cool to see them celebrate obviously we understood what it meant to them you know we stood on the line a while and shook a lot of hands they brought a lot of people on the ice um but you know it's uh for us it was tough to rebound we, you know, we were 7-0, and 8-0, and we had about 10 shots in overtime in the semis, and they had one, and just a perfect shot, perfect placement that beat us. So we were crushed. And uh, But, you know, it was cool to see them celebrate. Obviously, you'd like to win the bronze, but, you know, it's, it's a tough tournament to rebound, and when your aspirations are gold and you, and you lose out, it's hard to play, you know, 12 hours later. You return here to Vancouver. Uh, obviously, one of the big stories in the offseason was the buyout of OEL. Yeah. He's been there with you every step of the way in your NHL career, Arizona, and here as well. What was your reaction to, to that news? Uh, just reached out to him. Um, you know, I know it's, it was a burden on him for a while here. So uh, I know that he's still a terrific player, uh, a great teammate, a great leader. Florida got a good player. Um, it's part of business. I think, um, you know, we hope we could have probably kept him, but it's the way it goes, and you know, it's a weird, the weird's in a league spot right now with the cap not moving at all. So I'm sure it rebounds back to a little normalcy next year. But, 
it's uh, it's tough, and he's uh, I'm sure he's going to do great this year. But like I said, that's that's uh, that's the unfortunate side of the business. Uh, he's my longest tenured teammate, so it was fun to play with him. Change is a fact of life in this business. Uh, what do you make of some of the new faces that this team went out and found in free agency? Yeah, well, also even like Phil Hironic, we didn't get to play with him much. So getting Cole, um, who's been a solid, solid defenseman forever, a cup winner. Uh, Seuss, obviously one of the harder guys you'll play against, especially for me. I, I, I uh, played against him eight times in the COVID year. Uh, and then obviously against Seattle a lot. So one of the guys I hated going against, and so it wasn't Phil. So it's good to get them both on the same team. I don't have to deal with them as much. And, uh, you know, obviously good, good forward additions as well. So we just got deeper. We just got better. Um, you know, we just have to I'm sure everybody's talking about get off to a good start. You a tough schedule out of the gate, but I've been in talk training camps before, and they're hard, and you're ready to go. I think uh, – I've always got off to a good start under him, you know, because you feel ready to go. You feel the intensity and the competition in camp right away, and that's a necessity. You think those 36 games last year with him behind the bench, I mean, should help everybody hit the ground running? Yeah, for sure. You know, I was just I was excited when he came in, just knowing what he brings. Um, you know, I've played my best hockey under him, and, uh, and Greener really, too, who are both kind of similar in the senses. Um, so, but I, I love playing for talk. I'm glad he's back. And, um, you know, it's just, it's good for everybody to understand the system, understand the, uh, the standard he wants. Uh, cause it is, it is a standard where it's, you know, he doesn't care if you're at your best, but you better compete and you better play hard and you better be, you know, hundred percent for the team all the time. Uh, cause he kind of sniffs that out and he's, uh, he's just somebody that I love playing for and all the guys here loved playing for him. So we're eager to get going and, uh, have some real games under him, uh, the start here. I think of your two years here, you played for three coaches, two general managers, the captain got traded last year. I mean, there's just been so much noise and everything else that's going on. And a lot of that's out of the player's control, obviously. But as you return here, do you sort of feel like maybe there's some organizational stability now moving forward? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the first time coming in, I didn't have a sense of everything going on. Um, and then 20 games in, it kind of began, right? And then, uh, you know, last year, kind of the same stuff happens. But like you said, it's, you got to control the controllables. Um, and, you know, my play is something I can control, and it hasn't been wherever, you know, where I wanted it at a consistent basis at all since I've been here. So it's been there, but it's just not a consistent basis. And I had a good summer this year, and I feel good, and I feel confident. You know, I never don't feel confident, but this year I feel much more you know, confident in my capabilities to go out and be the player that I, I can be for, you know, a full season. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to get going. And, and uh, I feel like the stability in the organization around the team is probably, you know, the highest it's been since I've been here. And you can feel that as a player. So it's uh, it's exciting times. You want to get going. And we understand, you know, the last couple of years we, we've had those playoff aspirations, but really never uh, acted upon them, I would say. We never really practice like it or trained like it in a training camp where this year you can feel a difference you can feel uh you know the optimism but also the focus around it you know especially with Huggy and Petey and Millsy and Demmer kind of carrying the way so everybody's uh, everybody can sense it yeah heightened expectations for sure within that Canuck group that was Connor Garland and we'll see if he can crack the 20 goal mark for the first time in Vancouver this season Want to take a moment to mention the Applewood Auto Group, the official auto partner of Rinkwide Vancouver. Applewood Auto Group stands behind its mission of creating lasting change in our community, 
Get the best in-class experience only the Applewood Auto Group can deliver because it's all good at Applewood. You're listening to Rinkwide Vancouver. The BC Lions are back in the playoffs and hosting the Calgary Stampeders on Saturday, November 4th at BC Place. Kickoff at 3.30 p.m. Looking forward to this one. Playoff football, BC Place. The Lions and that offense with Vernon Adams at the controls and all of those weapons he has in his receiving core. And you just think about the atmosphere in that building with the fans behind them. The Dome will be rocking. Should be a ton of fun. Tickets on sale now at bclions.com. And check this out. They start at just 30 bucks. And kids 17 and under can get in for 15. So bring the noise, fill the dome. Applewood Auto Group is celebrating 25 years of business, making the car business and our communities better. Applewood offers the best in-class experience, whether you're looking for a car, service, or to join our team. Come find out why it's all good at Applewood. Visit us online at applewood.ca today. Canuck veterans continue to skate out at UBC as they gear up for training camp, still the better part of a, a week away. And little by little, uh, all of the players have been trickling into Vancouver. Ian Cole was among the last to join the main group. And of course, he's one of the newcomers, signed as a free agent on July 1st, 34-year-old left-shot defenseman, but versatile, can play both sides. And got a first look at him the other day, just uh, skating. It's funny, I've always thought of Ian Cole as uh, undersized for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, part of it is I haven't seen, like, he's played in the East. I've watched games, but in person, I guess I haven't been around Ian Cole all that much, but he's listed at six feet, 225. And after talking to him the other day out at UBC, uh, he certainly looks like he's about that size. The numbers don't lie that this is a guy that, uh, certainly has, you know, forged out a long and successful career in the National Hockey League, a couple of Stanley Cups in Pittsburgh. We'll get to that in a second here, uh, but, you know, he's been brought in. They identified him as a veteran that uh, still has gas in the tank here. Uh, was among the top four uh, in ice time uh, in Tampa last year on a good Tampa team. You know, one of their top penalty killers as well. And so really looking forward to seeing you know, what he can bring, but also ultimately where does he slot in? Because there is talk about him playing on the right side with Quinn Hughes, perhaps. Or, you know, maybe he solidifies the second pair alongside Philip Ronick. Yeah, that's what training camp and the preseason are for. But we'll start to get some answers Whatever the case, got some answers from Ian Cole about a number of things. Uh, found him to be very thoughtful and articulate. Uh, looking forward to talking to him throughout the hockey season. Uh, and of course, he comes from Pittsburgh, where he won a couple of Stanley Cups. Rick Tockett was on the bench as an assistant coach on those Penguins teams. So I uh, just asked him a little bit about uh, the fact that he doesn't know many of the players uh, on this team, uh, but he does know management. Uh, from Pittsburgh days and obviously Rick Tockett as well. So he was asked a little bit about uh, Tockett and his coaching style. Obviously, you can't argue with his resume as a player and, and, and as a coach. He's, he has a very similar resume. Um, you know, he's intense. He's very detailed. He expects you to sacrifice and play at the level that he sacrificed and played at. Um, and I think that with a, from a guy with that sort of background and pedigree, it's really tough to make the argument to not step up to that standard, right? Um, on top of all that, you know, he's very detailed. He knows the game, all those things. So um, I think that uh, I think it'll be a treat to play for him, and it's something that I'm very excited for. Yeah, you hear a guy like Ian Cole talking about uh, his head coach there, and uh, you wonder if there's going to be that buy-in across the board. And if there is, hey, maybe this team can start to make some headway in the Pacific Division and the Western Conference standings. Again, uh, glowing reviews from Ian Cole 
uh, for his head coach here in Vancouver, Rick Tockett. All right, uh, we talked right off the top of this segment about penalty kill. Everybody in Vancouver knows uh, just how bad it was, not only last year, but really this is a problem that's plagued the Canucks now for a couple of seasons. Uh, 32nd, there's only 32 teams in the league. Uh, 32nd last year, 31st on the penalty kill the year before. Just way too many nights where the PK has sunk this group. So management, targeted players like Carson Soucy, like Teddy Bluger, like Pia Suter, and of course Ian Cole as well. We talked about uh, all the penalty killing that he did. Uh, most of it with Eric Chernak last year. I mean, you know, on a Tampa team that has Victor Hedman and Mikhail Sergachev and others, uh, it was that Chernak-Cole pairing that were the first over the boards uh, most of the time when Tampa was shorthanded. So uh, ask Ian Cole if he knew uh, sort of the reason, one of the reasons, one of the main reasons uh, that he was targeted by the Canucks in free agency. Yeah, aware of it, aware of it. Um, you know, it's one of those things. It's... Uh, it's not easy to do. You know, you're obviously down a man and you're playing against other teams' five best players. So it's not an easy thing to do. Um, your reads have to be extremely, extremely good. They need to be very clean. The execution basically needs to be perfect. And if it's not, you get scored on. So, um, like I said, the, the reads, the execution, those things are what we're going to have to focus on and, and, and really fine-tune those and make sure that those, those reads off each other as players are, are, uh, are second nature. And we'll see what Ian Cole can do to uh, bolster the Canucks penalty kill. He's not going to do it on his own, obviously, but uh, if you can get the buy-in that he talked about there and get everybody on the same page, uh, that is an area that should, I underscore should, be better for the Vancouver Canucks. I wanted to ask Cole, because it was our first chance to talk to him since, uh, and it was a minor flap. It was uh, some loud voices on Twitter, obviously, that made, I think, a bigger deal of his jersey selection uh, then maybe it ought to be. He asked for 28. It's a number that he's worn wherever he's gone in the National Hockey League. Jersey hasn't been issued by the Vancouver Canucks since the passing of Luke Bourdon. Now, Ian Cole couldn't have known about that, didn't know about it. And I commend him on how quickly he tried to turn a situation that could have. I, I think it had the potential to grow a little bit, uh, but he dipped it in the bud. And he just went, you know what? I'll take 82 then. Uh, transposed the numbers, uh, been 28 throughout his NHL career, you know, new team, new look, new number, all that kind of stuff. So I just asked him uh, about the whole process there and quickly moving on from 28, now wearing 82 here in Vancouver. You know, 28 is a number that I've worn since I was basically 12 years old um, for the past, what, 22 years now. So, um, you know, I was asked what number I wanted. I said I want number 28. Sounds great. No problem. Here you go. Uh, obviously everything came out um, and it was a pretty uh, it was an easy decision to make I mean at the end of the, at the end of the day it's just a number it's a number on your back you know what's the old adage right you play for the, the the crest of the front not the name or in this case the number on the back so it really doesn't matter you know I could give you any number from one to I guess 98 can't get 99 so um, it doesn't really matter to me so just happy to be here and uh, you know very uh, very excited to be a part of the team again kudos to Ian Cole uh, that thing had the potential to be uh, a little bit more egg on the face I think of the entire Vancouver Canucks organization not just him but you'd think that somebody in the organization would have informed a, a new player of numbers that were available and ones that uh, he had to stay away from so through no fault of his own asked for 28 uh, but went to 82, and that's where you will see him on the ice. Uh, when you see him on the ice, he'll be wearing 82 for the Vancouver Canucks. He may get the plum assignment of skating alongside Quinn Hughes. Again, these are things that will have to be determined, but uh, uh, Ian Cole, well aware of his new captain and all that he is capable of 
and was asked a little bit about uh, just stylistically, you know, if that's the case, if he moves to his offside, if he's over on the right side as a left shot, but uh, supporting Quinn Hughes, you know, what are some of the keys to bringing the best out of Quinn Hughes and helping Hughes elevate his game even further? You know, Quinn is a special player. Everybody knows that. I mean, you see him out here and skates. I mean, this guy, the way he can skate is unbelievable. What he creates is unbelievable. And I think in a situation like that, you want to be a supporting player for him and let him do his thing. You want to make his job as easy as you can. You want to open up his ability to create and do that, right? And if that means maybe a little bit more passive, maybe you just kind of sit back, maybe you just kind of play center field and let him do his thing, you know, maybe that's the case. Uh, you got to go corner to corner, play a little defense and kind of let him jump in the play, then that's what you do. You want to make his job as easy as possible and the best thing for the team is to let him create and, and, and be creative. So um, if that happens, again, if, who knows what it's going to be, uh, leave that up to the coaches, but I think you let him do his thing. That is New Canuck Ian Cole. Join the group this week out at UBC, and he'll be ready to hit the ground running at training camp next week in Victoria. And again, Thoughtful Answers uh, wanted to include those in this episode of Rinkwine. Give uh, Canuck fans a, a little taste of, of one of the new guys that uh, is joining the hockey club for this season. We'll finish up with uh, a look at a few Bodog lines. You can hear from Brock Besser on... Uh, the selection of his friend and teammate Quinn Hughes as the new captain. So a couple of clips from Brock coming up in the final segment of the program. Uh, this is Rink-Wide Vancouver. The BC Lions are back in the playoffs and hosting the Calgary Stampeders on Saturday, November 4th at BC Place. Kickoff at 3.30 p.m. Looking forward to this one. Playoff football, BC Place. The Lions and that offense with Vernon Adams at the controls and all of those weapons he has in his receiving core. And you just think about the atmosphere in that building with the fans behind them. The Dome will be rocking. Should be a ton of fun. Tickets on sale now at bclions.com. And check this out. They start at just 30 bucks. And kids 17 and under can get in for 15. So bring the noise, fill the dome. Brinkwide Vancouver is brought to you by AG1. For a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase, go to drinkag1.com slash Vancouver. Want to take a sec here, look at some Bowdog lines. Yeah, they're up and running already for opening night of the National Hockey League season, which isn't that far away. I mean, of course, there is training camp and there's preseason, but we're looking at October 11th for the Vancouver Canucks at home to the Edmonton Oilers. I'm sure you know by now they open home and home with the Oilers, so it's going to be a tough test for the Canucks right off the hop. Bodog has the Canucks as the underdogs for their home opener, even though they're at home at Rogers Arena, taking on McDavid and Dreisaitl and that Oiler power play. Uh, Bodog's got the Canucks listed at plus 135. The Oilers are minus 160. Again, that is for opening night. Bodog's expecting some offense in that one, setting the goal line at six and a half. Big news of this week, of course, was Quinn Hughes being named captain of the Canucks. Brock Besser wasn't among those in the room at Monday's press conference at Rogers Arena, but Besser, who has been here since Hughes arrived on the scene, was one of the first teammates to react to the news that Quinn is his new captain. I'm really excited for him. Um, you know, he's a guy that pushes himself um, really hard. He, uh, just in the summer and stuff, I know he he was uh, really having a hard working summer. Um, you know, staying on his diet and all that stuff. So uh, that just speaks to the type of player he wants to be. He wants to be one of the bestie in the in the league. And um, you know, I'm just super happy for him and excited to see how he is. I think from the outside, there's still a sense that Quinn Hughes is a little on the shy side, a little reserved, a little quiet, perhaps. 
Although we saw last season that he did find his voice, uh, spoke up against the organization and the whole Tanner Pearson hand injury, and then, of course, they handed him the microphone after that home opener to address the crowd, and I think that surprised some people, but it also opened some eyes that, hey, wait a second, like... That wasn't by accident that the organization turned to Quinn Hughes, and maybe that was an indication right then and there that, you know, this day would come, that he would be the captain. Brock Besser quick to point out that you can't get fooled by outward appearances, that Hughes clearly has the respect of his teammates, and he's got a voice that carries some weight in that locker room. Yeah, I think last year he definitely took his stride when, when Todd came in, and, you know, they, they named Petey and Quinn uh, assistant captains. I think he started talking more in the room, and you know, just hearing his voice, I think, means a lot to, you know, some of the guys in the room just to hear it. And, you know, he's one of our best players, so anytime you can hear a guy lead like that, it, it helps the team. Canucks rolled out Quinn Hughes with the C on his jersey on Monday, and then he immediately flew to Las Vegas to represent the team at the NHL North American Media Tour, making the rounds there. Sure, he's asked a lot of questions about the kind of captain that he's going to be, and we'll start to find out here in a couple of weeks. So, lots going on with Quinn Hughes these days. And, of course, next week it's off to training camp in Victoria, Canucks released some training camp information this week that you may want to take note of if you're planning to go to the provincial capital and take in some of these on-ice sessions. Camp begins Thursday and Friday. Those are going to be pretty routine training camp days, uh, skating in a handful of groups. Saturday, Saturday they've got a scrimmage right in the middle of training camp. Uh, They'll take the ice at Save on Foods Memorial Center and uh, there is some ticketing that you need to know, but you can't just show up at the rink. So check out Canucks.com for the information you need about training camp. But uh, there will be a Saturday scrimmage. Rinkwide's going to be at main camp, but before then, Rinkwide gets around. Rinkwide's going to be in Penticton for young stars. Make sure you follow us on all of our social platforms. We'll be pumping out all kinds of content from the South Okanagan. And again, the Canucks open young stars Friday against Calgary, Sunday against Winnipeg, and on Monday, they wrap things up against Edmonton. That's going to do it for this edition of Rinkwide Vancouver. Thanks to Trevor Martins for his technical assistance. Thanks to Bodog, Canada's choice for casino games, poker tips, and sports odds. And thanks, as always, for your support. We do this podcast because we know you've got an insatiable thirst for Canucks talk, and that's what we're here to provide. My name's Jeff Patterson. This is Rinkwide Vancouver.